2: Here we are, I'm Brothers in Law, I'm Rob Mandel And I'm Larry Mandel And uh, we're so glad to be back with all of you on Go Country 105 Hey Larry, uh, do you remember when we were kids And uh, you'd go into our family refrigerator and, and what would you see there? A lot of expired items Expired items and processed Super food. processed food By today's standards, you know what you'd call that? A desert? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Not a, a dessert. Food, not dessert. <laughs> a food. I mean, there would be no whipped cream. It'd be Cool Whip. There'd be no, you know, a sparkling water. There would be some kind of uh soda that had saccharin or cyclamates in it. And the meat would be in little packages that, you know, who knew what kind of meat it was, really. Well, a right? lot
1: of the stuff, you'd read the ingredients and there'd be like, Twenty different items, and most of them were
2: chemical items. Right, right, and that's what people ate. We were, you know, yeah, in a, you in too, a, buddy. Yeah, heck, yeah, you know. But that's why you're so well preserved now. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I am well preserved. Thank you. But um, you know, we're so lucky to have with us in our studio today someone who is would manage a a, a food situation the polar opposite of that. Who is a nice. uh, an organic, no waste chef? I am pleased to introduce Chef Michelle Lanez. Welcome to Brothers on Law, Yay. Chef Michelle.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm
2: super pumped. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. Can I? So I want to know one thing, though. What Wait a is minute. I want to know one thing. Well, the I right, want to know here. all of the things. All right, you go first. All right.
1: What is an organic, no waste chef? What That's does that what I mean? Oh, I beat you to the punch. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,. Well, it means that you try your best to use the whole uh, lettuce or product, whatever produce that it is that you're using. You're trying to use the whole product. Just how I don't know if you've heard nose to tail butchery or nose to tail cooking.
2: We have not, but it makes sense. What so it's trying
0: to you're, yeah. you're trying to use the whole animal. So once the animal is slaughtered, um, you know you're using the pelt for shoes or clothing, and then you're using the bones for stock, and then you're using the meat to eat the whole animal. And you were trying to do the same thing with produce. So, to not waste the produce. So, if you're buying a carrot, you want to use the whole carrot. You don't necessarily have to peel it, especially if it's organic. Um, And you can use the tops as well. And if you're not actually cooking with the tops or cooking with the whole uh, piece of produce, then you can compost it. So, it's really no waste. You want to minimize everything that you're using.
1: But what a carrot tap would have never used that. That's a comedian. (laughs) <laughs> well, I know that. Top. Thank you, Rob. Just yeah. like you. Right. Now, But what what do you use a carrot tap for?
0: Um, well, carrot tops are a little bitter. So when you cook them, you can either blanch them and um, then puree them. But a lot of people are making pestos, salad dressings um, as aromatics. Uh, you could put it in a bitter salad. If you're doing a stir fry, you can chop up the fronds or the the pretty part you know and chop those up and put it in like a stir fry or a fried rice or something like that
1: so if you went on the internet and said carrot top
0: oh yeah well first carrot stuff? top the comedian would come out
2: yeah that's and true. then
0: you'll get you know
1: you get
2: carrot redhead. top a pesto but yeah. i want to talk a little bit more about you because you're into some really cool stuff and um can you just tell us because i know that i know you and i know that you're <laughs> a fantastic chef and Thank you've you. Uh, been with some of the top restaurants around and and now what do you uh, What are you doing with yourself? What what kind of uh, cooking are you involved in right now?
0: Well, I am in um, I own a catering company called chef Michelle and company It's conscious catering and what that means is through every step of the way we try to do our best to um, minimize our footprint through the foils and plastic that we use, through um, the people that we're hiring and the produce that we're buying and where we're sourcing them from. So we try to support nonprofits. I work with nonprofit farmers um, to get about 50 to 75 percent of my product. So every dollar that is spent on the produce that I am purchasing goes right back into the community. And that's so important because when you're Donating to nonprofits, you don't necessarily know where that dollar is going, right. but when you focus on, for us, for example, I focus on three farms, I three to four farms usually, I know exactly where that dollar is going, I know where it's growing, and then I can see the footprint, because mm. you want to know, you know, how far is that dar- dollar traveling, You know, it's going to go into the ground. It's going to benefit that farm. Then it's going to benefit the people that are eating that produce. And then it's going to benefit their family. So you see that life cycle. And that's very important. Um,
2: And when you're you're cooking that way, you know, using... The, the are you cooking more healthy? Are we getting more out of it when we're oh, using? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like Why anytime, is that?
0: anytime you're using an organic product, or anytime you're getting something local, like the flavor is just there. The flavor is going to be exponentially so better. better. Yeah. And then you're getting all of those vitamins back into your body, and um, it's also the technique. You know, I'm classically French trained, and so when you're cooking things properly. Um, you're you you're saving all of the natural nutrients and minerals that are inside um, whatever it is that you're cooking, and that's very important. And it's also the style um, of food that you're creating. So when I create something, like I talk to my client and I'm like, "What are you feeling? You know, what kind of theme is this wedding or whatever it is?" And then I create something um, that they're going to like, but that's also going to benefit them.
1: Right. Well, that's I very was going to say, it's this is a vision. This is thinking about our future. Right? Yeah. Because what we're doing is is we're concentrating on going forward in our world and making it a better world. I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it. And that's because you are taking a product and using all different parts of the product. Mm-hmm. And, and recy- are you recycling the product?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, I use a lot of, um, they're called number twos, which is not the most beautiful uh, produce. So, number ones is what you see at the grocery store. It's perfect. It's amazing. You want to eat it. And then the number twos are like so delicious, but just not as sexy. But they're, everything is still there. So you take the number twos, and you make the sauces, and you make the pastas, and then you make all of the other ingredients. And it's just as you know stunning and amazing, and it's organic, and it's great, and it's whole. Well, I've,
2: I've seen, seen – uh, Go ahead, well, Rob. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, <laughs> I've seen apples red as beautiful can be at, at a, a regular supermarket and then bitten into it and had no flavor. Now, how is that? Is that a number 1 if that's happening?
0: Well, it's a called a number 1 because it's stunning. Like the grocery store wants you to buy whatever it is. So, that's why it's called a number 1 because it looks really good even though the flavor might be a number like 5. Yeah. And the reason that they're not tasting so good, it's because of the way that um, these they're it's mass production farming. So there's too many apple trees in an orchard for them to absorb all of the natural nutrients mm. that's inside of the ground. So it depletes it. It's I don't know if you've ever grown tomatoes. Yes. But you know, if you grow tomatoes and you put too many in one spot, they taste watery like you overwater right. them. Same thing with an apple orchard. If you have way too many or you're they're not getting enough of the carbon or the nutrients in the ground or they're getting sprayed consistently over time it just changes the flavor and they adapt because it's nature Mm. nature doesn't like pesticides nature doesn't like these things nature likes what nature likes and because they're getting sprayed and doing all these different things the seed itself is naturally adapting and changing to that so the flavor itself isn't changing and so when you go to farmers markets and you go to small farmers that are doing things on a natural or organic level um the way that our ancestors have done for years the flavor is better because you know they're just letting the produce do what they do best right. grow in really good soil giving them their, their time not spraying them not injecting them with whatever it is that they need to get bigger
1: hormones and
0: yeah whatnot. and whatnot so the
1: yeah. idea is to Go to your local farmers market. Yes, support one.
0: your local farmer. Oh my gosh, that's so important.
1: And number two, if they if a person doesn't go there, what do they do when they go to the regular type supermarket when they're looking for let's say produce?
0: There is a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily have to get organic, and um, it's just knowing what that is, and that's you know part of the outreach that I do at Hope Street um, Family Center. And what you're buying when you go to the grocery store, you are buying, um, you are buying an apple. You know, you are buying the carrot. You're just not getting all of the nutrients that comes with that. Or the flavor. Or the flavor that comes with that.
1: Let the scales of justice tip in your favor
2: now you touched on Hope Street and, and I and before you go there I had a mm-hmm. kind of a question that leads into that because um we were talking in, in a humorous way about the food desert in my mom's refrigerator yeah. but there are real food deserts right? I like
0: that you said that that's how people used to eat yeah but that's how people are still eating till this day right and if not worse
2: and it's cheaper that's why you know so it's much a, cheaper yeah. So and what and can it, they do to what, avoid that? Well, what I would, uh, can you just ex- elaborate a little bit more on what, what is a food yeah. desert and, and what is the problem that, that these families are facing? So a
0: food desert is created in a community that the population is underserved in its uh, groceries. So grocery stores will only go into a community where they feel that they can be successful. So if you're in a low-income neighborhood, Ralph's Whole Foods is not going to go into a low income neighborhood because they can't afford it. You know, then you have Food for Less, Ralph's, not even Ralph's, but, um, you know, 99 cent store, you know, whatever is going to go into that low income community. And so per mile, so if you have 100 people living on a block, you know, you won't have a grocery store for the next, you know, five to 10 miles, which creates a food desert. So what a lot of uh, small independent companies are doing, um, they're helping, there's a lot of liquor stores in these low-income communities, so um, there is a nonprofit out there. Uh, I think it's called Compra, and what they do is they're working with these bodegas and liquor stores to put produce back into the liquor store so that it be- it can become readily available. But what's happening? is that in these low-income communities, there aren't any grocery stores, so it is a food desert. That's why it is a food desert. All you have is fast food, and fast food is very bad for you. And if you look into the studies, it shows that low-income communities have a higher rate of obesity, diabetes, health risks, because they don't have accessibility to natural produce and or non-processed foods.
1: Right. Is that a segue to Hope
2: Street? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I could be well, definitely. Right. Well,
2: but you're you work to address that problem and one of the yeah. things you do is through this organization Hope Street. Yeah. Right?
0: So, Hope Street Family Center is a nonprofit in downtown Los Angeles. They serve 200 low-income families within a 5-mile radius of 17th and Hope, and that's where our facility is.
1: So, and how do they find out about this?
0: Um, They can go online, CLA is a great um, program and they do a lot of the um, farmer's markets and uh, they'll tell them on that website where they can go. Um, Food pantries can also have that information. At Hope Street, we're very lucky and we will send flyers home with the students. Um, Another great thing about Hope Street is they do in-home visits. So all of our families that are with Hope Street get a visit by one of our counselors once a month and make sure that they are reading at home, that they are becoming bilingual and immersed and that they do have all veggies and books in their homes. No matter whether it's a one-bedroom studio with five people or a two-bedroom with like three people. You know, we just make sure that, you know, they have the tools and the information so that they can make, you know, decisions, good decisions for their families.
1: Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and of course,
2: brothersonlaw.com. Once you have accessibility to this better food and whatnot, is it necessarily more expensive to eat healthy?
0: No. I mean, yes and no, I guess. If you're going to Whole Foods, yeah. It's definitely more expensive. But, you know, if you're going to the farmer's market and you ask your farmer for the number twos, then absolutely not. And they understand. Farmers know what's going on. And when you go to a grocery store, you know, you can, if you get, there are certain things you want to buy organic and certain things that you don't. So like an orange, anything that has a husk, um, like a quarter inch husk. You don't, doesn't need to be organic because oh. it's protected by its own husk, like the cantaloupe and the pineapple and the banana.
2: Right. But and like, an
0: orange. And an orange. Right. But like strawberries and carrots that have no husk and no protection. You want to make sure that that's organic. Anything that and there's sponges. Sense.
1: Yeah, sure. Makes a because lot of then sense. the pesticides are.
0: They seep in. Yeah. And then they seep into your body. And then, like, your whole immune system gets destroyed. Compromised. It's a whole thing.
1: Yeah. How can How can somebody find out about a local farmers market is there something online where they can find out in their local community where the farmers market is located
0: absolutely if you just um you can google farmers markets near me you can google cla they'll have a list um i think those are the two main resources that you can find if you type in your city zip code and then farmers market near me or cla you'll be able to find a list of farmers markets that you can
2: go to wonderful now you also train people to become chefs do you not and is that through Hope Street or some other organization
0: that is another organization Um, so it used to be with LA Kitchen and LA Kitchen has since uh, stopped their program and uh, so now I just do mentoring. So at Hope Street, if we have any students that are 16 and over that are interested in the culinary program, then I will take them in uh, for an internship whenever I have events. And I'll show them the knife skills and, you know, the difference between, you know, uh, how to butcher a chicken or, you know, a beef or whatever it is. And just teach them the trade so that they can go out and get a job, wow. you know, and, you know, be... Uh, self-sufficient right and successful successful in, and you right.
1: know bring something new right it's, it's a prestigious you know vocation now to be a <laughs> chef we're larry and rob Mandel, the brothers in law here on go country 105 do you have a legal issue you need help with we want to
2: hear from you find us on instagram and send us a message then tune in on saturdays at 8 a.m right here on go country 105 in L.A., aren't we at the pinnacle of the, the food movement right here in Los Angeles? Yeah,
0: There's a lot of exciting things going on, especially right now. Um, there's... Uh Good Food Policy Council is doing a lot of work with our street vendors to make sure that they're getting legalized and that they're able to sell on the street delicious, great food from their native countries without getting, you know, ticketed or picked up or taken to jail or losing all of their product. So, because um, these policies are coming into place, it's opening up the doors to a lot, a lot, a lot of really good cuisine from um, different parts of the world and, you know, opening it to us. Right. So we're able, you know, to go hang out, you know, wherever it is and try these delicious vendors.
1: Yeah, you can see how it's just developed over the years where we'd go to a Mexican restaurant, it would just mm-hmm. be like a general Mexican restaurant or an Italian one with just pasta and pizza and how it's yeah. morphed into all these different flavors. It's
2: just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I- fantastic restaurants. I mean, we have some yeah. of the best restaurants in the world now. Agreed. Right Definitely. Here. Yeah. And And what did you have a specialty dish? Oh
0: my god, (laughs) I really don't. I I go through phases. Uh, So I just finished a pickling phase and I literally pickled everything on the planet. Um, and then before that, it was a smoking phase. And uh, I like smoking
2: phases, I (laughs) think, yeah. What kind of smoking? Yes. Well, I mean, there are some really cool smoked meats, you know, and things like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. is that what you were doing? You were, yeah. Yeah.
0: Not just meat, but flour, potatoes, carrots, everything. So um really? right now, yeah.
2: What was Smoking flowers?
0: Oh yeah. Really?
2: Oh like like milled flour. Like
0: milled flour. And then so you like smoke whole it? grains. Wow. Yeah.
2: So smoked heritage grains
0: some, make some of the best biscuits.
2: Yes heritage yeah. greens like from Tehachapi green project
1: <laughs> that's a good place yeah now i eat a lot of vegetables yep is there some way that uh, you recommend for cooking vegetables that maybe the general public doesn't know about
0: i think um you should cook them the way that you like to eat them you know first of all i'm just happy that people are eating vegetables uh but uh pickled vegetables I think are great and you you can pickle more than a cucumber you can do carrots and fennel and you know tomatoes and put those in your sandwich and it really brightens everything Mm. up also try not to overcook your vegetables um you know boiling and steaming is awesome but uh just in a little in a saute pan with just a smidge of butter and some garlic and you know whatever vegetable that you want with a tiny bit of small salt um makes it so good it doesn't need much if it's a good vegetable it doesn't need much
2: yeah. eat your vegetables right wow. right eat your vegetables <laughs> um so what kind of things are you doing now what what are you uh, available for t- to uh, you know uh, cook for people
0: Yeah. um, So, what's really cool about my catering company? I don't have any designed menus. So, all of my events start with a conversation. I talk to all of my clients individually. I see what it is that they're celebrating or doing, and then I create something for them. So, if it's a wedding, I always ask, "What do you guys like to eat? Where did you meet? You know, what's what's your go-to?" And then I create something for them. If it's um, lately, I've been doing a lot of bar mitzvahs. So. I, you know, I'll talk to the birthday boy or yeah. girl and I'm like, what do you want? You want, you a want some hamburger? Bar? You want hamburgers? <laughs> Great. We'll do a whole slider bar. You yeah. know, we'll do a Sunday bar. You know, we can do a deli. I just did this really awesome deli spread. he He's like, I want it to be like a deli. I was like, no problem. Yeah. So um, we just make it. Do what they want you know but,
2: but this would be a deli where you might be even doing the butchering of the meat yourself oh
0: for sure i'm carrying yeah. and smoking all of the meats i do my own um salmon um, whitefish and you know the turkey we do the whole thing wow so it you know it just tastes better
2: i'm getting hungry the bottom <laughs> up. yeah
1: we do talk about how to get in touch with Michelle at the end of the show, but I'd like to know right now, how do we get in touch with you?
0: Sure. For, um, your catering
1: business, etc.
0: Yeah, you can find me online at my website, chefmichelleandcompany.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook. Same thing, chefmichelleandcompany.com. Follow me, check it out. Um, if you make stuff, I do a quick tip Monday, every Monday, about um, good things that are good for you, how to prepare them, what their nutrients are, and if you make something with whatever it is, you know, hashtag it and I'll always add it to my story and you get to be a part of the community.
1: Wow. It's pretty so fun. Quick Tip Monday? Quick Tip Mondays. <laughs> is it on your internet?
0: Yeah, it's on, uh, it's on my Instagram. And I do a little story and a post. I think last week was strawberries and it was all the health benefits um, of strawberries. You know, they're really good for your teeth, really good for your immunity.
2: Really? Good oh, for yeah. your teeth?
0: They're white in your teeth.
2: A the strawberry. seeds,
0: the seeds of the strawberry, wow. literally. So I would think it would make teeth.
1: them red or pink. No way. Hey, I yeah. want to ask you something else, Michelle. So yeah, I was interested in maybe buying a refrigerator, and they were <laughs> let me and just filling it with processed food. No, don't do but it. But let me let me finish, Rob. <laughs> and what it is is that they were telling me that a certain refrigerator keeps the produce uh, longer than a, another lower-end refrigerator. So I, I don't know if I'm buying that. She's looking into that. at you That's like your crazy. cuckoo. Yeah. No, they, <laughs> seriously. But forget that for just a moment because I took that with a grain of salt, okay? Mm-hmm. But Not, I
2: no pen and no pun intended. No pen either, right? Right. right. All
1: right. <laughs> a grain <laughs> but, of silt. But but what else can you do to preserve your produce for a longer period of time because I know I've thrown away produce right. when it's just like, okay, it's I forgot about it. It's done. Forget about it.
0: Well, there are certain vegetables um, that you want to keep in the fridge and certain vegetables that you don't want to keep in the fridge. Um, knowing the do's and don'ts to that is super helpful. Um, you can find that on my website as well. Um, but, uh, you know, layering your veg, not stacking them. When you stack your vegetables, um, it makes them go bad quicker. Um, if you have potatoes, keep them in a cool, dark place, covered up. Um, potatoes in sunlight turn green. They begin to oxidize and release a toxin. So don't buy green potatoes. Or if you see them going green, you don't want to eat them. You want to cut that part off. Mm. Um, if you're buying, you know, any leafy greens, you want to keep them as dry as possible. Maybe layer um, napkins in between your leafy greens. Dry them off really well. Um, a sturdier carrots that go, uh, Sturdier vegetables that grow underground. Um, like um, carrots, uh, asparagus start from the bottom and then go up. Those are pretty sturdy. Um, just keep them dry. Any moisture to um, the vegetable will start to have them decompose. Keeping them at you know b- below thirty nine degrees is also very helpful.
1: We've had this debate of apples in the refrigerator or not in the refrigerator.
0: I keep them out. I keep them out.
2: I like them in only because I like a cold apple. Me too. Yeah. Cold but
1: apples. Yeah.
2: Like Doesn't hurt your teeth. Well, I mean, they're supposed to be crunchy no matter what, right? But, I, I, but, but to- tomatoes I want uh-huh. out of the fridge. Yeah. What would you call them? A tomato. Tomato? Yeah. A tomato. Okay. As opposed to an apple.
0: Not a tomato. <laughs>
2: right. A you can tom- say tomato. tomato. <laughs> but normally we give a tip of the day, but Michelle just gave us some great tips. Yeah, that was but great. But how about this, Larry? E- yeah. E- eat your vegetables. Before they go bad. Isn't that the best way of keeping your vegetable right well, there? duh, Rob. If it's you just, think you, it's going it. to go
0: bad, make a soup.
2: Make soup. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's soft, a great tip. If you have a soft carrot, you don't have to throw it away. You can turn it into soup or steam it and then turn it into a puree.
1: But can I bring you over to the house to make my soup so <laughs> yes. I don't have to do can it? Yes, can we
0: just already?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely you want her making you soup.
1: I want to at least Absolutely. be trained. But yeah. just going on the internet to find out what you do because I could learn – from your internet? Yeah. Um, how to make the soup
2: too?
0: I do recipes. So I put weekly recipes up and you can check them out and then make them yourself.
2: And what, what's that website again?
0: ChefMichelleandcompany.com.
2: Perfect. So listen, we, we're going to go to a little segment we call uh, Did You Happen to Know This? And uh, this is called, uh, this has nothing to do with food, Chef Michelle. I don't <laughs> okay. know why we're, we're reading this I probably this won't thing. know that. But uh, yeah, but it's uh, the board of directors equality senate bill 826 requires that by the end of this year a publicly held corporation domestic or foreign whose executive offices are located in California must have a minimum of one female director okay so this makes, this is a little bit of a tie in because you know we're talking about to a, a top a female chef here woman power so, so a, a female director on its board of directors wow did you know that? no I had no idea. That's crazy.
0: What's going to be done to hold that accountable? Like how are people going to keep know. track of that?
2: Yeah. I the, you know, some of these bills and these laws you, you never know. You know. It almost sounds like it's like a it's like a, a almost like an appeasement in a way. Uh-huh. And and that there might not be accountability, but the way it gets uh, I I would imagine probably someone in that corporation with that company who if they see they're not adhering to this law would be able to bring the, you know, uh, some kind of action to enforce it and require that they do it. So that's how the accountability would come about, right?
1: And there's also a reporting to the secretary of state. So they have to fill out a form each year and they
2: probably have to list somebody that is a female
1: under the circumstances now. That's really cool.
2: All right, so I think it's about time we check the Mandel message box, right, Larry?
0: Now it's time to check the Mandel message box.
1: This is from Benjamin on our Instagram page. He says, I live in Culver City. I rent an older unit that is rent controlled. I've lived there for eight years. Two years ago, new flooring was installed. There was a city inspection of the property and they gave the landlord a long list of improvements that he had to be made or that he had to make. Uh, My rotting floors were on one of those lists. Uh, the contractor installing the new floor let me pick out what I wanted out of the few choices. Fast forward now to the flooring is literally falling apart. It was woodworking that looks like vinyl flooring that locked together into place. It looks worse than before. I keep emailing and calling my landlord to come and fix it. He's avoiding me. I have to constantly be careful how I step so I don't trip inside
2: my own apartment. What can I do legally, Rob? Well, he's got some choices. We're... we're uh personal injury attorneys. And uh, always best to talk to the lawyer who actually does this kind of stuff, this landlord-tenant stuff. But I would think at some point, isn't there this provision in law, Larry, where you get to deduct from your rent if you fix it yourself, So after you've given the opportunity to the landlord to fix it and fix it and they won't fix it, then you can fix it and then deduct that from your rent. Isn't that uh, still uh, law here in California?
1: Yeah, but I'd be careful. I would talk to a landlord tenant attorney because you don't want to now decrease the rent and be in a position where you're going to be evicted because you didn't pay the full rent.
2: All right. Well, listen. you know unfortunately we have to wrap things up we've come to our time and we just want to thank you immensely for being on the show we could have you on for five more shows and still not really even scratch the surface so um, but but now Larry and I after talking to you we're starving we want to go get some breakfast right Larry good stuff though yeah so we want to thank Chef Michelle Lanes for being here with us, and it's about time that we say uh, goodbye until next week. We want to thank you for tuning in and catch us next week right here on Go Country 105. And just remember, Larry, you tell them. Just remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. <laughs>
0: The
1: opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.